Let's expand on this idea. If you didn't listen to yesterday's message, then go back and listen, listen to that first. We talked about bad questions. And I know there's the saying, you know, there, there's no bad question or, or there's no wrong question. I disagree. Now, if the bad or wrong question eventually leads to you asking the right questions, okay, then I agree with that. But yesterday we talked about who created sin and listen to the message. I think it helps break it down a little bit. If not, please let me know. I would love to expand on it more because it's a really interesting brain uh, explosive kind of idea that I, I love talking about and thinking about and even creating more of a clear image in my own head. But I need you to listen to that one first because the same idea is going to come out in this next question and you hear it a lot and it's more become a, a cliche question. However, I know non-believers and even believers still have a hard time with it which is how can a loving God create a hell or eternal punishment or, or something of that effect and I get it you can, it's easily to get tripped up and a lot of people just sink their feet into the sand and say nope God can't be good if he created a hell and so I'm not going to believe in it which is such an interesting concept to me anyways because you're basically you're admitting that there's a God but you're admitting that you know better than God and so, therefore, you're not going to believe in him, which is just a, just super awkward in my mind. I don't understand that. Because even if they're, even if just a straightforward statement, God created a hell to punish those who deny him, we should still be, we should still be able to accept that under the submissiveness of an awesome and mighty God that created everything anyways. But that's not, that's not really the case. And I'm going to want to break that down a little bit. So what did we say about sin yesterday? Sin isn't a tangible thing. It's not a created thing. It is a choice that Adam and Eve made that we now have all been cursed with, the choice of something other than God, to rebel against God. Therefore, sin entered the world. If you notice how the Bible always talks about it in that way, it never says, and then sin was created, sin came about. No, sin entered the world when we chose everything else but God. And so what is sin? It's the opposite of God, right? It's, it's what God is not. That's why God can have no part of it. That's why God hates sin. Because he can have be no part. He has to turn away. He, 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 it's the opposite of him, right? Light and darkness can have no relationship. It just doesn't work. So then what does that mean? Okay, first hell was created. Eternal punishment was created for the angels that rebelled. For Satan himself. And I think we'd all agree, like, okay, good, yes, yeah, and the, the Satan and his angels there um, for eternity. It wasn't created for people. However, those who choose to deny God, deny what Christ has done for them on the cross, they choose to live a life of sin. So therefore, they choose to live a life that is absent of God. Why would the afterlife be any different? For those who choose to want nothing to do with God, they sure, why would God punish them with a lifetime of being with God? However, that's, that's, that's something different. Um, my point really is, because they're living a life of sin, now they are, they are still in their sin. They die in their sin. God can have no part of them. Our souls were created to live forever. So what does that mean? That means a lifetime without God. In a life, in eternity, without God literal definition, literal definition would be hell. 
God removed his presence from this world, we would be experiencing hell on earth. So how could a loving God create eternal punishment? Because there's no other option. We either choose an eternity with him, a life now and a life after this life, or we choose a life without him, both in this life and the next life. If God did not create a place, if God did not hate sin, if God's love was also not a revelation of what God hates, then his love would mean nothing. I've said this before and I've used this example, but it's, I think it's, it creates a strong point because a lot of us have a hard time wrapping our minds around a healthy hate because our, our culture today turns anything that you hate, it means it's bad or you need to work on that. But hate is a good thing if you're hating the wrong things. And remember again what, I, what we talked about before, you have to define hate and hate literally means not a feeling of disgust, which yeah, you can, you can have that. Obviously we have that, but hate is an action. If you hate somebody, but you never choose to act on it, well, I would, I would say you're, you're showing that person a grace, for sure. Even if you have a, a, a feelings of hate towards somebody, but you only show them love, I would, I would say more literal, you love them. And I would think God would actually say the same thing. Because you're showing them love, you're acting in love. Your action is love. So love and an action are both, or love and hate are both actions. You can't claim to love children if you don't hate child abuse. It's a good way to think in comparison of, of God's loves and hates. God, God loves his glory above all things. And that's what we were meant to do, was to reflect God, to glorify him in everything we do. That's first and foremost, beyond anything else. What's most glorious about God is his perfection, his, his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his patience, all the great attributes. So everything that is against him, he hates and we should hate it too. So God creating a place of eternal punishment, God doesn't send people there. We choose a life without God, and that's what we get for eternity. So let's continue asking these questions. Let's continue breaking apart these difficult things, because these are good, good things to make clear in our own minds, be able to talk about, struggle with. It's okay to struggle with stuff. It's okay to not even to even be not okay with some things that you don't understand. But to always you always have to come back and say, "But God, I know you're good, and I know your ways are much bigger than mine. I know your plans and your will, and ultimately everything. Because you, you say in your word that everything will be beautiful in its time. That that everything is good, or at least has a good purpose. And we need to, you know, we need to we need to grow in our knowledge and not just settle in." dig our feet in the sand and say, nope, this is what, you know, this is the question I'm going to ask and this is what I'm going to believe about the answer and this is what I think about God, you know. So, love you guys.